The Holy Gospel according to John, the 20th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. When it was evening on that first day, that first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jewish authorities, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. And after this, he, he showed them his hands and his side. And then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the 12, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger in the mark of the nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house and Thomas was with them. And although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, my Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book, but these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing, you may have life in his name. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Grace and peace to you. For the next few weeks, at least, I will be preaching from what some colleagues and I are calling an exile lectionary. While the Revised Common Lectionary includes additional readings from 1 Peter and the Acts of the Apostles, our worship during these weeks will focus on the Psalms and the Gospels. The Gospels continue to give us stories from Jesus' life and ministry and his resurrection appearances. And the Psalms invite us to bear our emotions before God. 
both expressing thanksgiving and trust and crying out in lament and sorrow, acknowledging both the grief that we are experiencing and our confidence in God's presence with us. One of the griefs that I have right now during this period of staying at home to slow the spread of the coronavirus is that home is no longer a place of respite or rest from our busyness. It's no longer a place where we gather with family and friends for celebrations. Instead, for parents and school-aged children, it is now a, a classroom. For many workers, it has become an office. And for many people who are at higher risk for the virus, home has become a place of isolation and quarantine. And for others still, it has become a place where they are now at an even higher risk for domestic violence and abuse. So home may no longer be a place that brings comfort or the place where our hearts rest well. In our Psalm this morning, the Psalmist reminds us that when we are homeless, when our security and safety feel jeopardized, when we cannot find comfort in the familiar, God is our refuge and our stronghold and our habitation. That's something the disciples seem to have forgotten. They heard Mary's proclamation when she found the tomb empty and she met Jesus nearby, but they didn't go to Galilee as they'd been told. Instead, hours later on Easter evening, they are locked behind closed doors, full of fear. The good news that Mary brought could inspire hope, but it couldn't eliminate their fear. Thankfully, God's love for us isn't dependent upon our emotions or our actions. So Jesus shows up for the disciples. He enters through locked doors and says, peace to you. This is his first appearance to the ones who deserted him at his crucifixion. Peter is there trying to shrink into the shadows of the corners of the room as he sees the resurrected Christ and remembers how he denied him three times. The one whom Jesus loves is there, but the knowledge of his Lord's love hadn't kept him from being overcome by fear with the other disciples. And even after his first appearance, they stay locked behind closed doors for another week, imprisoned by fear and uncertainty. 
we don't know what their experience of that week was like, what questions they asked or how they second guessed what they had seen or heard. But fear isn't new to us. We know what that's like. And acting out of our fear, our impulse is to turn inward. It is the very definition of sin that Luther gives us. And when we do that, we cannot breathe deeply or love abundantly. What the gospel tells us is that it wasn't until Jesus appeared a second time that the disciples appear to be able to receive the peace that God gives them in the presence of Jesus. You remember two years ago in Thailand when a dozen young soccer players and their 25-year-old coach wound up trapped in an underwater cave. For 18 days, the world watched as the search and rescue efforts unfolded and ultimately succeeded. But there was death. One of the Navy SEALs died when his air supply ran out. And yet, ultimately, the boys, the coach, and the other rescuers were all delivered from fear and danger. Imagine the relief and the hopefulness that those young boys experienced when they realized they were not alone, that salvation was coming. But I expect the time between them first knowing that people were working on a solution and their ultimate safety was a time filled with questions and doubts. Anne Lamott wrote once that the opposite of faith is not doubt, but certainty. Certainty is missing the point entirely. Faith includes noticing the mess the emptiness and the discomfort and letting it be there until light returns. Faith isn't about having more head information or knowledge. It is about being in relationship with the living God. Reading this gospel 2000 years later, we don't have a face to face encounter with Jesus to sustain our faith. What we have is a relationship with our living God, whose love for us is more powerful than any human limits or circumstances. And we have the witness of those who have gone before us and shared from generation to generation similar to the disciples that first Easter week during this period of quarantine and staying at home, the closure of businesses and the suspension of our everyday activities has broken any illusion of control or certainty that we may have had. And yet, 
while we are scattered across the county in our homes, out of the church building, and missing the physical presence of community. We have this witness from scripture that Jesus shows up no matter what uncertainty we are facing or what fears we are experiencing. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia. <laughs>